first and we'll get into this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. Hope you've had a fantastic week out there. As always, what's been going on? It's been a pretty fucking wild one over here in uh, the old city of light. Huh? Perth? Isn't that what you think of when you think of the city of light? You think of Perth, right? Apparently, I don't know. That's what we're going for over here. We're trying to rebrand the whole state, I guess. I don't know. You guys been hearing about this? Um, fucking our, you know, Lord Mayor of Perth is trying to, you know, bring us back to the City of Light. I never knew a time in which we were known as fucking the City of Light here in Perth. Kind of makes sense. It's pretty hot. It's pretty sunny. The sun sets here. It's pretty cool. Whatever, City of Light, I would call something like New York or something the City of Light because, uh, they actually have lots of people and lots of lights, but whatever. Anyway, it is what it is. Hope you've had fucking fun out there lots of new music and shit like that we will talk about stuff as we normally do but uh, let's just get into what's been going on this week guys um i did not attend the protests on saturday but i fucking should have because i wanted to see what the hell's going on the biggest ones ever uh instead i got drunk on a boat that's what i did instead uh it was uh my my sister-in-law's uh 30th birthday Shout out, all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, 10 in the morning, 11 in the morning, we went fucking sailing on the father-in-law's boat. And uh, it was really fucking cool, guys. Like We just went sailing. There was just a few of us on the boat at that time. Um, went out fucking at one point in the sail, turned around, and there's like a whole pod of dolphins chasing the boat. Fucking awesome. So we terrorized and chased these dolphins for the next hour, trying to catch up to them. But they were right behind us. They were chasing us. And then we kind of uh, turned it on them and started trying to chase them. Didn't really work. Got pretty close. All that sort of stuff. It's just fucking magical being out there on the water and seeing wildlife, hey? There's a few things on my list. I definitely want to see some seals out there. I want to maybe go far enough out to see the, the whales when they're fucking migrating and stuff like that. That'd be wild, hey? Just to stumble across a fucking whale in the middle of the ocean. Fucking cool. I might have to jump in with a fucking GoPro or something like that next time. We will see, but yeah, so we went sailing, got back to shore, just sort of penned up the boat, um, <coughs> and then fucking decorated it for the party, everybody arrived, and we just sort of fucking drank and partied on the boat for the rest of the day and night, um, and into the early hours of the next morning. You know, there was a couple of folks that were just going to stay over on the boat, but um, I live so fucking close to the harbour. I was just like, it's like a fucking $10 Uber ride home. So I was like, yeah, whatever. But Jesus Christ, I got fucking lit up. I can't even remember how much I drank, but I pretty much got through an entire bottle of rum to myself, as well as fucking 10 beers, maybe four or five White Claws, finished off the night with a fucking expensive-ass scotch. And, uh, oh, I was lit up. It was fucking nuts. Um, yeah, trying to get out of that place was... Uh, it was hard. Like, uh, you know, this thing's penned up in a fucking private little yacht club down here at Hillary's, uh, which is our little local harbour um, in in Perth somewhere, you know, kind of north of Perth. And uh, yeah, 
it's all kind of locked up. So uh, the wife and I couldn't actually leave at the end of the night. You know, it's like fucking two in the morning. All the gates are locked up. Everything's going like there's the little fob access cards that you can use to get in. But normally it just sort of opens up. So all, all our options were to get out, right? Is that like there's a thing that's like the big gate for the fucking cars. Um, one coming in, one coming out. You need the little fob access card to get in. The thing just detects a car on the way out. We weren't a car full, so we didn't, you know, we couldn't trigger this thing to actually let us the fuck out. Uh, so I had to fucking, you know, call the father-in-law, like, fuck, can you bring one of those fobs out so we can try our best to get out? And it turns out I had to jump over this fucking massive gate, this massive gate, fucking spiky on top, probably 10 foot tall, but I'm lit up, right? I'm fucking lit up, so I'm up for the challenge. And uh, yeah, jump this fence, no troubles. It's the landing that was a fucking problem, right? Because that's when you realize how fucking drunk you are. I, like, I landed on my feet, I landed on my feet, but straight away it switched to my ass. And so I'm fucking finding bruises all over myself and shit. Like this morning I'm finding new bruises and like, ah, uh, I was fucking, yeah, not in a state to be doing that kind of acrobatics over a fucking 10 foot fence but it is what it is had a lot of fun it's cool getting fucking lit up like that like you gotta trust yourself you gotta you gotta you know there's different kinds of drunks out there right some people can get pretty fucking aggressive when they get over a certain point of of uh you know percentage of alcohol content or whatever there's a limit um i i, I know myself well enough that no matter how fucking drunk i get i'm not a fucking mean asshole so it was just fun it was fun the whole fucking time had had a great one. Um, obviously, Sunday was a write-off. There was nothing I could do. Like I, I, I actually slept in. Usually, no matter what time I go to bed, fucking when the sun's up, I'm up. Dude, I was in bed till like fucking 10.30. Barely woke up for a couple of hours and went back for another nap. I was fucking written off. Like, it was... um. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good night. Really fucking good night. And I missed all the protests because they were going nuts. They the biggest ones ever in Australia. And Jesus Christ, guys. I know we talk about this fucking nonsense probably too much, way too much. But it is what it is. It's the, the relevant fucking topic right now here in Australia. Is that, um, there's a lot of people out there that are kind of that pro-choice sort of thing, right? Pro-choice. My body, my choice. Fucking vax mandates are pretty fucking rough. So... I don't know. They, 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 these protests were, were massive. Like there was like ten thousand people just here in little old Perth, and um, over over east, fucking a lot more, a lot more. And um, they just don't like the mandates. And uh, who the fuck should like the mandates? Like, and this is the thing. Like, it's been a weird week for um, for politics here in in Australia because we've got like premiers of our states. So the guys that run the state. Um, kind of butting heads with our prime minister who runs the country, right? He's on the federal level. And um, our federal prime minister sort of came out and said, you know what, I understand your frustrations, guys. All the people protesting, I understand your frustrations, blah, 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 blah. Our premier here in the West was like, what? What the fuck? He's doing a dog whistle to fucking terrorists. That's how he said it. He literally fucking said that he called us all white right-wing extremist terrorists. Not us, because I wasn't part of the protests or anything like that, but anybody that fucking opposes these mandates are terrorists. Like, how, how the fuck are these mind games working, guys? You really see what's going on? Like, this fucking um, premier of ours, Mark McGowan, 
um, this asshole. He's literally threatening people's livelihoods and their ability to make money and, and be employed, right? He's like, you can't work unless you've got, like, he's, he's done that. He's the one that's fucking actually making it personal against everyday Western Australians. But people that have questions and just would like to take the time, uh, they're, they're the terrorists. They're the terrorists. It's this fucking, the upside down that we're in, guys. I've been saying it for a while. We're in the fucking upside down. The, it, it's sort of like Nazi Germany where all the people fucking working for the Germans thought they were doing the right thing, you know? Like the, the people that hid Anne Frank were breaking the law. They were breaking the law doing that. The people that killed her were obeying the law, right? So what's legal is not necessarily moral. Definitely fucking not. And I'm, I know that's an extreme example, but like how fucking close do we want to get to this right over here? Like, I don't really understand. Like, like to me... To me, the whole point of us shutting down our state, and let's let let for people that might not have listened to this podcast before, or might not fucking know the state that's going on here in 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 Western Australia, um, we've had fuck all COVID. We did a hard border closure right from the get go, and we didn't let it into our we didn't let it run rampant. It didn't run rampant, and my whole thought was like that's a great idea because it gives us the luxury of time until we can sort out you know, treatment, vaccines, our own healthcare system, which our premier himself fucking cut the budget for the last couple of years for some reason, even though he knew the pandemic was coming and our fucking hospitals are in a like push to the limit kind of state right now anyway, without the fucking COVID thing. So that's just a failure of policy, a failure of money, a failure of everything. Um, absolutely fucking on Mark McGowan's face. It's a massive piece of egg sitting right there on his upper lip, right? Um, I thought the whole point of doing the, the border closure was to give us the luxury of time, the luxury of time. But yet, whilst we're in this state of fucking zero cases of COVID, uh, you want to bring in mandates and um, have people get fired. I've got plenty of friends that are fucking having to uproot their lives and fucking go live in less than ideal situations uh, just because of this fucking mandate because we've got questions. Some people have got questions with the fucking the vaccine and all that sort of stuff. You're allowed to be pro-vax but anti-mandate. You're allowed to be in that sort of, sort of a, I don't know, weird little niche sort of thing but fucking, I don't know. We've got to really start questioning the fucking quality of the people that are leading this show right here because they seem to be absolute fucking retards and i know i use that word liberally but it definitely applies to these guys right now because mark mcgowan calling protesters terrorists maybe he's trying to just use the language of that to make it so so that he can penalize people in a harsher way because all of a sudden if you label them as a terrorist a domestic terrorist just because they fucking got some questions with the vaccine or whatever like it's it's a slippery fucking slope, right? And especially if you have somebody that like doesn't even understand. So our prime minister Scott Morrison, right? Um, the guy that's in the federal level, he's come out this week fucking saying that he's actually against all state mandates for the vaccine. He's saying they should be up to private business to decide. He's pro uh, mandate if you're in the healthcare system. Fine, okay, I kind of get that. He's a little concept like conceding there. 
but Jesus Christ, he's, 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 he's against these ones. And so all of a sudden we have our fucking premier, Mark McGowan, just not being able to understand the plight of people that are against this, right? And that's why I don't think he's fit for office, right? If you can't even understand the problem that you're like opposing, like, like people are, you know, maybe anti-vax mandate and you're completely pro-mandate, how can you criticize them if you don't even understand them? You know what I mean? I mean, I went to fucking university and that was like first year university. That's what the fuck you, you learn is that criticism follows understanding. You cannot criticize something you don't understand. So if fucking Mark McGowan doesn't even understand the plight of these people, how the fuck is he going to go ahead and criticize it, you know? And especially with these mandates, they're scary because they undermine democracy, they undermine freedom and all that sort of shit. And look at the numbers of COVID, guys. Look at the numbers of people fucking dying. We, a couple of generations ago, were willing to throw millions of healthy lives at the fight for democracy, right? How many people lost their lives in fucking wars? fighting for the democracy that we're about to fuck up because of this little virus that's really only very dangerous to fucking elderly people and fatties, right? That's it. So is it, is it in the millions? Are we going to lose millions of people if we let this thing go? And like I said, we're not going to because people will have the choice to get the vaccine or not. It's not a choice if it's fucking coercion, right? Coercion is not consent. It's not the same fucking thing. Mark McGowan doesn't seem to understand that. I saw on a fucking press release that he was doing like just two days ago. He was like, well, it's not really like a mandate. Like you still have the choice. It's like, well, what choice are you giving people really? To lose their jobs and have to change entire careers halfway through life because, you know, what, whatever. He just doesn't understand it. He's not fit for fucking office because he has zero compassion in his heart. And he's just a fucking power hungry piece of shit. That being said, we'll see how things pan out, right? Because there's the kill the bill shit going on over East. Like Scott Morrison's not for these, these mandates. So if a state goes rogue, there are going to be consequences. We will see, guys. Like I said, you're allowed to be fucking pro-vaccine. I'm pro-vaccine. Everyone should be allowed to make their own fucking choices, do what they want, get the data they want. And, you know, we've all got fucking different criterion of knowledge, right? So some people can believe shit that someone tweeted out and be like, that's the fucking truth, man. Someone tweeted it. Cool. And then there's other people that just need more evidence. They literally just can't believe something just because some person in a position of authority told them because that's a fucking fallacy. It's an appeal to authority. You can't do that just because a doctor fucking said it. doesn't mean anything. You have to look at the actual evidence. Everyone's got their own levels, like a barrier to entry to make a decision, right? We all have that, right? We've all had that friend that you can just talk into doing fucking anything, right? Yeah? And we've got other people that just, you know, maybe have got a few more questions. And I thought the whole point of the way that we ran our programs to combat fucking COVID over here in the West with the hard border lockout was to buy us time so that we can really gather evidence and, and see, you know, fucking a vaccine. What vaccine in the world needs a fucking booster shot every three months? What vaccine? What vaccine? It doesn't need a booster shot every fucking three months. It's not a real vaccine. Who knows? It's up to people to fucking decide. I don't know. The jury's out. It's all that sort of shit, but whatever, fucking... 
I will get down to the protest next week. Next weekend, I think I'm going to try. I'm going to try and get down there. I've got some friends um, that are going down because they've literally lost their entire lives because of this. Um, so they're going down. So I was like, I'll fucking, I'll go down and and you know just see what's going on. I want to get a vibe from these people. Like, is it is it all these right wing extremists? And are you a right wing extremist if you just fucking think democracy's cool? You know what I mean? Like, it seems like that because the left has gone fucking off the deep end with their socialism. And so if you're pro-democracy, you might be a right-wing extremist. Guys, if you think your voice should matter or that the population should be able to vote on certain things, if you think that matters, you might be a right-wing extremist at this point. Like, this is how bad it's getting. It's fucking, fucking nuts. The amount of lives that we have, like, willingly thrown to get democracy, we're willing to fucking throw it away because of a fucking virus that affects fat people. I don't know. It just fucking is what it is, guys. It's, you know, it's the state of the world right now. We're all dealing with it in different ways. It, it's pretty insane, but it's, it's actually humbling to see that there is some protest going on, albeit something that fails in the end or whatever. At least there was some resistance, you know? At least there was something because we're going to remember that. You know, these people aren't fighting just for their own jobs and their own livelihoods. They're fighting for their children. They're fighting for you. They're fighting for freedom and they're fighting for democracy. And they're fighting for this fucking beautiful civilization that we've built over however many thousands of years it's taken us to get here. Why would we fucking unravel this? Um, because the Chinese fucking did some bio-warfare on us. Fuck that. Anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. We should get onto some fucking music or something. Hey, guys. Get on some music. There's other stories going on. I'll just skip that. We could talk about them another time. But yeah, I did check out some music. There was some cool shit going on um, this week. Uh, where we start? We'll start with something that's um, really cool. Because it's because I'm going to talk about something that's cool, something that fucking sucks, and um, something that's kind of uh, interesting. All right. So let's start with this band. Oh, not a band. This is a singer, I think. Maisha. Is that her name? Her name? Maybe Maisha. M double I E S H A. Maisha released a little EP called Smoke. And I fucking enjoyed the shit out of this little EP, guys. This was fun. This is kind of like, mm, I want to say like lo-fi electro indie. Weird combination, but a good combination. It's a fun little fucking EP, maybe five, six songs. Um, yeah, really cool styles. Really like, like poppy, but also still at least... Um, like got a bit of musicality to it, so it kind of feels like more mature than a, a pop general sort of up-and-comer would be. And it's fucking cool. I really enjoyed this little EP. It's called Smoke. And uh, her voice is great. The harmonies are fucking great. Um, like I said, it's got this lo-fi quality to it, so it's just got that, that like, relaxed electro beats, but with some hooks all the way through it. Fucking, that's what uh, lo-fi is missing, is fucking vocal hooks, right? And they filled that void, and they added a little bit of an indie, like, fucking twang to it. And I really enjoyed it. So, if you've got the time, check out the EP called Smoke uh, by Maisha. Am I saying that right? Probably not, but I don't know. If you spell your name in some fucking ambiguous way, people have got to try. We've got to try. We're going to fail. Maisha? Misha Or something like that? I don't know. How do you, how do you pronounce M-double-I? That was me, right? Me? Like a fucking me character on like Nintendo or something like that. I don't know. 
It is what it is. But yeah. Anyway, that one was fucking cool. You guys definitely got to check that one out. I enjoyed it. And it's it's not heavy. It's fucking it's it's lo-fi electro indie. Something like that. Yeah, it was really, really cool. But then again, some like I said, there was new shit coming out this week. And uh I checked out a Christmas album, by the way. Everyone's getting their fucking Christmas shit like together real early this year. Everyone's just fucking over this year, so let's put up the tree fucking in October or some bullshit. Like, it, it, that's been going on. So I hope everyone's getting into the Christmas spirit because I fucking love Christmas. We've talked about this last year on the podcast, how much I fucking love Christmas. It's awesome. And uh, so here in Australia, we have a dude named Paul Kelly. He's a bit of like Australian royalty as far as music goes because um, he had one sort of hit Christmas song called um, Who's Gonna Make the Gravy? Something like that. Or gravy. I don't know what the name of the actual song is. Um, and it's kind of cool. It's kind of on Christmas playlists and shit like that. And so he's gone all in and fucking made a Christmas album this year. He made a Christmas album. And it's called Christmas Train. Christmas Train. Because for some reason, there's a weird association between Christmas and trains. I don't know what that is, but it's something. Um, and yeah, this is an interesting little Christmas album, guys. Because if you were to play it start to finish, there's definitely points in it that you would just want to fucking either skip the song or kill yourself right it's fucking weird it's all over the shop like this guy's like it's a cash grab album i'm just gonna say it this is a fucking cash grab album and i understand i understand the grift man like i get it like that's that's a great way to make a lot of money like it seems to me like paul kelly's realized that his biggest earner was that one christmas song from how many fucking years ago and so he wants to do it again, and he doesn't want to offend anybody, right? So there's a lot of guest artists on this. There's some stuff that shouldn't really be anything to do with Christmas in this. Um, I don't really get it. Like, there's a, a version of Oh Holy Night, and Oh Holy Night is like one of the most epic Christmas songs. It's fucking insane. It's just brutally intense in, in parts, right? It's a great little Christmas song. For some reason, he's got a version of it that's sung completely in Maori. And it's called something I can't pronounce because I don't know how you pronounce an O with a squiggly line over the top of it. So I'm not even going to try. You know what sucks? Is that O with a squiggly line over the top? is pretty much just O, I, I'm guessing. Right? If you have a word that's just P-O, but that O has a fucking weird line on it, I'm pretty sure you still pronounce it Po. So that's a redundant squiggly line. But anyway, so yeah, there's that on there. There's some fucking song on there that like, I guess the title's like Shalom something or other. And it sounds Jewish as fuck. It's Jewish. Like the guy's literally going Hah! while he's singing. There's the sort of sh that, that hell Jewish. Hah! Like there's that sort of shit going on, right? I don't know much about religions and shit like that. I mean, I know my fair, fair amount. But I, as far as I know, Jewish people do not celebrate Christmas. So a Jewish song on a Christmas album is just some fucking weird ploy to get fucking more money, I guess. That's the only thing I can come up with. I pick a fucking team, man. Are you Jewish? Are you Catholic? Are you fucking whatever? Like, it's, it's weird. It's weird to have a fucking Jewish song on a Christmas album, I think. I don't know. And not only that, it's just a shit song. It's got nothing to do with the fucking cultural significance or anything like that. It's just a shit song. And speaking of shit songs, 
There is a doozy on this album, guys. There is a fucking doozy. There is a... <laughs> if, you know, if, you're, if you're Australian, you fucking know what I'm about to rip on. I'm about to rip on a guy named Waleed Ali. Right? Waleed Ali. This is a Muslim dude that um, uh, was like an anchor on a TV show called The Project. And The Project is like this TV show that's like... They, they marketed themselves as like being like news delivered differently. So it's like kind of like a, it used to be like a, a news show, but there was kind of comedians sort of ripping on the stories of the day, right? Something like that. But over the last year, it has gone woke as fuck. And this Waleed guy is definitely responsible for the entire direction of this show. It went super woke, super fucking gay, guys. And um, it's just been canceled. Because go woke, oh, wait, get woke, go broke, is that the thing? If you get woke, you go broke, and that's because no one gives a fuck about hearing this preachy shit on, especially when you're trying to do comedy as well, so to blur the lines between wokeism and comedy is fucking a hard thing to do, because woke shit ain't funny. Uh, and so Waleed was just this piece of shit, preachy asshole on TV, um, and like, you know, good riddance to that show. It fucking sucked and it just got worse and worse. They need to fucking, you know, it was costing them a lot of money. It was costing them a lot of money. There was some, who's that fucking lady? Ah, oh, I can't remember her fucking name. She just got like hired as the anchor for that show, like maybe a year ago or whatever. And like she left her last post on like the Today Show or something on a different network because of like, she was saying it's like systematic sort of sexism or some shit that she wasn't getting paid as much as the far more entertaining other host. Uh, and so uh, whatever. And then she joins this fucking panel and is getting paid 10 times the amount of everybody else on the panel. Doesn't claim sexism then, right? Something like that is fucking weird. So, so Waleed, this Muslim fella from this TV show, appears on one of these Paul Kelly fucking songs on this Christmas album. And he's not singing or anything. He's literally just got this weird ethnic sounding, I say ethnic because it's kind of just Asian-ish kind of, you know, that single string bow instrument. It's got that very haunting sound. Beautiful fucking instrument, by the way. So it's kind of that in the background and then him just reading like a parable about the Virgin Mary or some shit, right? Boring as fuck. I don't know why you needed a Muslim guy to do an irritable, fucking annoying Muslim guy. The Muslim part has nothing to do with it. This guy himself is just a fucking shmarmy piece of shit, fucking ugh, whatever. Ugh. Look up anything with Waleed Ali, it'll just make you go, ugh. Um, so they got him reading a fucking Christmas parable, and that's it. That's the song, guys. That's the song. Fucking good on you. This is certainly not a cash grab. This is... Just fucking really good, entertaining, wholesome Christmas shit, hey? <laughs> or something like that. Fucking, I don't know. So, yeah, Paul Kelly has done some great things in the past. But this is garbage. This is garbage. Like that, Who's Gonna Make the Gravy song is actually a cool Christmas song. It's a fucking weird Christmas song. It's about someone in jail and fucking, you know, trying to celebrate Christmas and things have changed. Like, it's actually pretty cool, pretty deep and meanings meaningful. But there was like... None of that charm on this album at all. The, like the title track, Christmas Train itself, like um, it's not even Paul Kelly singing. It's some chick. I, did, I should have written her name down, but I didn't because uh, it's that forgettable. It's that forgettable, guys. Uh, I don't know. 
I don't know what to tell you. I love Christmas music, but um, if you find any of this shit uh, turning up on your playlists, skip it. Especially if you get Wally Dally fucking uh, telling you a Christian parable for no reason. I, I fucking don't get it, man. I don't get it. You know, I don't get a lot of things, but that's fine. I, I, I'm a retard, so, you know, I've got that going for me, apparently. <laughs> All right. Anyway, the big album of the week, though, guys, which I'm sure you fucking know exists. It's Adele. Adele bought out an album called 30. Um, I've listened to it and accompanying it was a thing going on TV uh, last night. So last night there was this like special on free to air TV where it was Adele doing a bunch of the songs from new album and, you know, just basically doing a concert um, somewhere in, in the States, LA, I believe, up on this beautiful fucking hill. Like, the, guys, the fucking setting was amazing. This is a serious fucking venue to be doing this uh, this little concert. Um, and Adele just fucking crushes it. But it was a weird TV special watching this, like, because it's the live show. Um, which was obviously very Hollywood, very orchestrated. And I'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, but then cut in between, it was sort of like just clips of an interview with Oprah, right? It's Adele and Oprah sitting in this, in Oprah's rose garden, a famous rose garden. And for some reason, all the roses were white. And what I hear was that she got everybody to cut all the other colors off or paint them white. Um, because she wanted the white roses to match Adele's dress or whatever she was wearing. It was kind of a pantsuit sort of thing. But fucking, how cool is Adele, hey? How fucking cool is she? Like, she's got some serious pipes on her. Like, it's, it, it's fucking awesome. The way that she can dominate just herself just and her voice, it's fucking amazing. It's a bit of a weird juxtaposition when you hear her just talking normally, like... Yeah, mate, how do you... No, no, fucking, that was a terrible impression. Um, but yeah, she's like like cottony fucking English, right? And it, so it, it feels weird. Like, yeah, it's a bit of a disconnect between her singing voice and her speaking voice. But her speaking voice makes you gain more respect for her because she's the real deal. And um, she's intelligent and she's fucking gone through a lot. And, uh, you know, she's one of these victims of fucking... That sort of, uh, like... Um, I don't want to say fat shaming culture, the body positivity movement, right? Because, you know, she was like a, a, a fucking a soldier for that. And then when she lost all this weight, uh, people started hating it. Like, fucking, I thought you were one of us. Like, I was looking up to you because I'm fat and I can't get my life together or whatever. Something like that. It's all the same thing with fucking Billie Eilish, right? Like when she did the, the cover of Vogue, you know, and all of a sudden she look, looks gorgeous. But she used to, like, you know, wear the big hoodies and stuff like that. So all these disenfranchised teenagers used to look up to her because they didn't have the guts to fucking dress up and do all that sort of shit. I, I don't fucking know. And so she lost a lot of fans just because she didn't look like them anymore. Something like that. It's a lot of people just unable to separate the music from the artist or whatever. As I'm definitely guilty of, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, Adele 30, that's a fucking cool album. There's some great songs on there. Apparently she wrote this whole album like to try and just give a bit of a, her honest self to her son. Um, so she was really thrown on the line. She wrote everything it, it, and it's, it's really, really cool. But you, there's something weird when you get to that level of, of stardom, right? Where everybody starts kind of looking in like, like too deep into shit. And like I kind of knew watching this special that there would be 
dog whistles. And this isn't like dog whistles in the way I spoke about earlier, where it's just like you're making something out of nothing. Like, I mean, I am. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm a hypocrite. All right, whatever. Um, but uh, you, you know when like a Beyonce does like a show or something like that, like there's people saying, oh, wait a minute, there's satanic imagery there. There's some weird Illuminati fucking things going on and they're, you know, it's creepy. It's a bit weird. Like I could see that straight away from watching this show, right? Like Adele's in this like beautiful black dress, beautiful dress. And she is who she is, but her big earrings are like fucking, and she's got a tattoo as well, um, of Saturn, right? The planet Saturn with the rings. And I, I'm pretty sure that's, that, that imagery is kind, of, uh, kind of demonic in those weird conspiracy circles, right? Saturn, Satan, like it's, it's that sort of weird things. It was kind of glaringly obvious. And then you sort of combine it with Oprah, who a lot of people think is just like literally the devil. A um, little weird, little weird. But either way, fine show. Very orchestrated show. Fucking to the point of just like, it was just contrived at some points. Like right at the end of the show, she um, like busted out an old number and did Rolling in the Deep. And like halfway through the song, Literally everybody in the crowd stood up and started dancing as if they were directed like, now you're allowed to, to do that, right? It was just fucking obviously orchestrated. It, it is what it is. But the album is fantastic. Jesus Christ, she can sing. Um, her accompaniments, like normally just like simple piano lines, you rarely get much going on in the background. It's all on her voice. And what's so good about the show Apart from all the weird satanic imagery stuff, which wasn't really that prevalent. I'm just looking into it a bit too much, right? Whatever. Um, was that she just held it down by herself. It was literally just her on stage. You could barely see anybody in the band. Every now and then you saw the backup singers over on the side. But she didn't need all these fucking gay choreographed dances and fireworks and flames and all that shit. She didn't need all that stuff that like a Beyonce relies on or anything like that. She didn't need that. It's literally just her singing like a motherfucker and uh she nailed it she absolutely nailed it and these songs are kind of cool i you know they're not super catchy they're not me she's not going to have as many singles from this album as she has in the past but she doesn't fucking need it at this point guys she's she's awesome it's it's fucking adele so check it out it's adele the album's called 30 you know she's always numbering her albums i think it's got something to do with her age that she wrote them or like a significant thing or something like that she's not 30 she's Older than 30 by a little bit, but she's, you know, whatever. It is what it is, guys. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a cool album. So check it out. That's Adele's 30. Check out Paul Kelly's abomination of this Christmas album called fucking Christmas Train. Um, and definitely check out Maisha's Smoke EP. That was really, really cool. And we'll get into some heavier stuff. I fucking feel like I haven't given you guys some heavy stuff for a while. So I think I'll end this episode on a. Like a heavy-ish song that I've shown you before, but it's got riffs in it. It's what it is. You get what you get, guys. Yeah. Anyway, let me know if you've been listening to anything cooler than the shit that I've been listening to, because, you know, make up your own mind of what that means. Um, and yeah, hit me up. You know how you guys can email me, scott at thejamroom.com.au. All the Instagram and Twitter shit is just all at, um, at jamroompodcast. Uh, next episode, guys will be episode 100 of this little shitty podcast we've got going on here. And so, uh, you know, I might get Curtis on, we might chat, we might do something, uh, I don't know, got to think of something for the 100th episode celebrations. I might just get particularly drunk. Who knows? That's kind of my MO. And I'll stick with it. But um, 
that's next week, guys. So, uh, you know, party on. Fucking have a great week. Listen to some cool music. Make some cool music. And just generally have fun out there and all that sort of shit. You know, it's a fucking... It's a wild-ass world out there. And it's it's good. So, yeah. This is the Jam Room Podcast, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Without you guys, this isn't possible. So, fucking... Cheers. Remember to like, subscribe, tell your friends, all that other sorts of bullshit. And take care now. Bye-bye then. <laughs>